welcome to Local St. Charles. This podcast is done in conjunction with the Greater St. Charles County Chamber of Commerce and focuses on local businesses, their successes, their stories, and their challenges. The Local St. Charles podcast is produced by Change Gateway. Welcome to this episode of Local St. Charles. We are joined today by Josh Wilcutt of IT One Source. This podcast is done in conjunction with the Greater St. Charles County Chamber of Commerce, where we focus on local businesses, their successes, their stories, and their challenges. So with that, Josh, thanks so much for being a guest today. Thank you, Ken. I appreciate it. Yes. Let's start out. Tell everybody a little bit about your business, how long you've been in business, what you do with the chamber, anything like that. Okay. IT One Source was founded in 2018, and we provide IT services for multiple businesses and people all the way across the Midwest. During the pandemic, I'm, I'm sure that a lot of people have gone into Home Depot, and IT One Source actually services all the local Home Depots within the St. Louis market area, all the way to Kansas City and Eastern Kansas. And we've also provided services for some local businesses here in town as well. I've been a chamber member since 2019, and I'm just recently started to go to more events and to kind of get my name out there. With my company's area being so big, it's just a time thing. All of us are balancing that time situation that we have going on. Yeah, And uh, one of the really cool things about St. Charles as a whole is I've noticed that within the chamber, there's a lot of support for the members and just trying to get our community and our economical future sound. And I really think that's admirable, not just on the chamber's part, but all the other local business owners. We all kind of got to support each other. And I think it's awesome that that's how the chamber works. So, yeah, and that's one of the reasons why we decided to do this podcast really was just to uh, help people learn a little bit more about the businesses that are in their local St. Charles community here. So, so Josh, what's your role in the company? I am the owner of the company. Okay. We have about nine different technicians. And my philosophy on IT is all of technology period is a tool that we all use on a regular basis. And if the tool is broken or not working, or not working efficiently, then it prevents the business from generating revenue, or it creates a negative experience for the customers. Our approach is the business's customers is our customers. That's kind of the philosophy that we live off of. And we really try and make sure that their technological needs are met and providing solutions that are cost-effective and allow them the most amount of freedom. And in this time with COVID, it's kind of critical to do that because a lot of the clients, they operate either from a complete remote situation or they're working from like a hybrid where it's some in the office and some remote. So we try and come up with solutions that will totally help the business and revamp their productivity, but still allow them that flexibility to be able to work from home as well. Yeah, absolutely. So describe a little bit who your ideal customer is. You really focus on businesses, right? Not really working for individuals, you know, who have needs at their house. We've done both, actually. Our primary focus is businesses, though. I use the analogy of an auto mechanic as the best option. I'm not an auto mechanic, but if my car is making a funny noise, I can kind of click on it. And that seems to be a lot of the experiences with IT and businesses. If something's not working efficiently, it needs to be. And sometimes it takes somebody with a different viewpoint 
in that profession to be able to take care of it. I may be able to hear a weird noise in my car, but I got to take it to the auto mechanic to get it fixed because I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, exactly. Yeah, you know. I was just talking to my accountant this morning and uh, it's the same way for me. Whenever I talk to him, it's like, I, I don't even know what you're saying. I've had my own business for 15 years, but when you don't know something, you, you really are best to work with an expert in my opinion. Yeah, it's really just about helping people. My ideal businesses is, is that the other clients that I have locally are smaller businesses and local businesses. Solana Christie is one of my clients as well. I think the strength in it is sharing experiences. So as a community as a whole, we can grow stronger. And that's really the kind of the philosophy that we have. There's a lot of things in IT that can totally help productivity, but also remain secure. That doesn't cost an arm and a leg for businesses to implement. And it's just small process changes that make a world of difference to allow the business to keep going in these times. Absolutely. I used to run an IT solutions division for a business 15 plus years ago, and the world's changed a lot since then. We've decided to shift our focus and my joy is really now in marketing. Technology is what makes marketing happen these days. And like you said, if you have inefficiencies, especially in this day and age where we're in a pandemic, you really have to find ways to get rid of all of those inefficiencies and be as lean and as mean as you can and automate what you can, simplify what you can, take out any redundancies you can. But part of that is is having a good, robust IT infrastructure. Yeah, absolutely. There's been several press releases about how when people are working from home, a home internet solution is not the same as what a business is. You don't set it up the same. And a lot of people are working from home. And a lot of issues are just something that could be resolved with education from the end user, phishing scams, don't click specific links. Yeah. Apps on phones are a big robber of information, and a lot of people don't know that. Yeah, just trying to keep your information secure, navigating through this time that we're that we're in now. Yeah, absolutely. So it sounds to me like you easily have the ability to support your clients remotely, right? Most of our work is done remotely. We have clients all over the country, and it's that technology that makes it happen. And if you don't have that capability, you're really hamstringing yourself. Yeah, and actually the entire model that we've done for IT One Source is remote. Okay. I don't have an office. I think that a technician's best service is in the field. I've been the IT director prior to owning my business at a few different organizations. And one of the things that I realized is the help desk model is broken. The traditional help desk model of people calling in to troubleshoot something is broken. I've experienced it myself. I know we all have dealt with technical support on various issues and you just want to office space the phone. <laughs> um, the, the role that we're taking is, is to eliminate that problem for the business, aside from just powering on, powering off, plugging in, that type of thing. Yeah. We really dispatch a technician on site so they can see it. They can see it from an IT technician's perspective. And we may be able to come up with another solution on a, a problem that can eliminate a ton of stuff. Even so little as placement of computers in a different spot. I worked for one company that had all their computers underneath their desk. And as soon as they would stretch their legs out in the middle of work, the computer would plop down or fall or yeah. get tangled up in the chair. And we were dealing with network cables that were broken and everything else. So just simply moving the location of the computer resolved the problem. 
but it was something so simple, but it took somebody from IT to really look at it and like, well, we can just move the computer and then it's done. You know, you won't have these issues anymore. Yeah. The help desk method works to a certain extent, but it's IT is the only industry that that has been the traditional model. Going back to the automotive thing, if, if I hear a word noise in my car and I'm trying to ask an auto tech how to Place a tantrum. <laughs> My car's still going to be broken at the end of the day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That reminds me when I used to work. I used to be a project manager on some large software development projects over at Scott Air Force Base. And when I first started working over there, they had us in a converted old gymnasium, and it, the heating and cooling was horrible. And the computers on one side of the building were down on the floors, and that side of the building would just get freezing. I mean, it was like a wind tunnel in the winter. And those computers would not operate properly at, at a certain point. So we had to definitely move our equipment around. So that's really an interesting point that you make there. In some projects, on like a lot of work that we do with Home Depot is dealing with construction type projects. One of the situations and scenarios that we were in when I was the IT director beforehand, they were remodeling this entire big car lot. And they had these beautiful desks that were supposed to sit in the center of the floor but there was no outlets for power or data anywhere <laughs> except on the wall that was six feet behind them. So I had to go back to the drawing table and I was like, look guys, we need to put this in the floor if this is where you're wanting the desks to go because people are gonna trip over these cables, chairs are gonna eat them up like crazy. They were like, oh, well, we didn't think about that. Yeah. So sometimes it does take a little bit of different perspective to look at something to make the business efficiently. If they were going to continue with their blueprints before, it would have been a situation where people could get hurt, the computers could go offline, the business wouldn't have productivity. It, it was just not something that was conducive to the business. And all it was is just a simple change. Yeah. So how's your business fared during the pandemic? Has that had any big impact on your business? It has to a certain extent. Due to IT and, well, Home Depot being an essential business, stuff has definitely slowed down, but we're still moving at a steady pace. I think one of the biggest roles that I've had in the whole pandemic is just really educating various people about their home networks. And people don't think about how many devices at a given time are connected to the internet that potentially could have security issues on your mm. home internet. Yeah. I mean, we have tablets and cell phones and gaming stations and a lot of people stream. Just educating people to do simple things like turn off the equipment whenever it's not in use, whereas before we would just leave it on. Because that also affects speed. When you're working from home, it affects your ability to, if you're working with a VPN or whatever, it can affect your speed and your performance. The pandemic obviously has affected all of us in a way that's completely different than what we were used to before. So we really got to come up with solutions to be able to still function and still stay on our feet and still do business. And that's kind of the goal with IT OneSource. And I think it's changing the nature of the way a lot of people work. Like you said, a lot of people are either working from home or they're working in some kind of a hybrid model. So in a sense, I guess it seems like that might be an opportunity for your business. I don't know that it's the best business for you, but certainly there's absolutely a need for people to do everything from building an ergonomically effective workspace at home as mm -hmm. in addition to all the IT infrastructure that you're talking about. And I don't see that this is going to change anytime soon. And I think people have realized there are good things about allowing people to work from home. There are certainly bad things 
But it's been able to save a lot of businesses quite a bit of money after the initial investment and shift and change. Yeah, I'd, I'd be curious on your thoughts about the work that. model. And that's where the innovative solutions come into play. Being able to access work files remotely and securely. Securely is the key word. It's really a case-by-case basis. Each business does things just a little different. You can save a whole bunch of money just by changing some of the way that things are done. Our local businesses in St. Charles don't necessarily have to invest in $1,000 servers to make sure everything's done depending on the business or what kind of data they're trying to protect. So it's like taking it case-by-case basis, but also trying to find a solution that potentially could be much cheaper and much more user-effective and user-friendly. That's the other struggle in IT, because you can set it up to where your password has to be changed every single day, but then your users, people can't work. (laughs) No one's going to remember their password that much. So it's like trying to find that balance in there, but also recognizing that Just like we don't do the traditional help desk model, we also don't do the traditional other models as well. I've seen a lot of businesses transition from actually owning some of the security and then just paying a service and having it on a cloud somewhere to where the data is encrypted and saved and easily accessible. And that has saved people a lot of money because they're not having to pay for the additional hardware and software that it would take to make something secure. And, you know, one of the things that I saw, again, this is 15 years old or more, but we were just at the beginning of a lot of this technology that's a lot more mature today back then. But you started to see the ability to shift cost models and go to managed services, go to managed cloud-based infrastructures and things like that. What I saw happening is that for certain businesses, they were able to shift the expense from being a capital expense to an operational expense. And when they did that, it was easier to get a lot of this stuff done and in place. Absolutely. Just the recognizing of the fact that the technology period is a tool that any business uses. IT support is a support service of however the business is going to make their money. It doesn't really matter what field they're in, but if your employees can't work on the computers or the, the technology is so confusing or it's so difficult to manage and navigate through, the business's productivity is not going to be where it needs to be or where people are wanting it to be. So some of that is education. Some businesses have to use a specific system. Some of it is an education type thing. Mm-hmm. Some of it is trying to find another solution that does the same thing, but easier and better. And I think that a lot of businesses now are trying to find those solutions because of how this epidemic has affected all of us. Obviously, the profits aren't where they were before. So they are trying to find ways to cut corners, but they also don't want to have to sacrifice some of the stuff that they were used to doing before. And there is a lot of solutions out there that we can provide people. We have software on, on our computers to where our technicians are proactively finding issues before the end user even sees them. If there's an issue with the computer not getting patches or anything like that. So we can actually dispatch a technician, get the issue fixed before it becomes a problem to affect the productivity. Because that's the end game. IT has to keep the business productivity at a correct and acceptable level. And that's the number one priority in all of this, whether you're working from home or remote. But with all the COVID shutdowns and people have families, it's also critical that they're able to do things for the business from home. We have parents out there that are homeschooling their children. We have people out there that due to illnesses or whatever, they really have to stay home. It is very critical that the business itself is secure 
but they also got to have that leeway to be able to do it. That's really what we do. Fascinating. It's exciting stuff. It can be really maddening for a lot of people. We take for granted so many times stuff just works. And when it doesn't work, it, you know, and you don't know anything about it, it can be very frustrating. So it's great that people know that there's a resource like IT OneSource that's out there that can help them. Are you facing any challenges these days or are there any ways that the community can come together to help you and your business at this point? Or are there things that you're doing to actually con contribute and help the community? I think just having conversations. You don't know what you don't know. I can't tell you how to take apart an engine. <laughs> so, and it's a different perspective. It really is. The value of understanding that we live in a different time. Some people think all internet is the same, and it's really not. I think that working together and having conversations and partners and seeing if we can help each other, whether that is a business relationship or even just a conversation just to educate people on the IT norms. Yeah. A lot of people in IT are kind of already aware about the apps on the phone, but some people don't. I think our services, we're trying to really help people. I've seen some of the budgets that some companies have had for IT in relationships that I've had in the past before I had my business. And there is a better way to do it. And it, there's a better way to provide that service to the business as well as decreasing the cost and allowing them to still do what they do at a lower price point. And that's, that's what the Chamber of Commerce, I think that they do very, very well in allowing people to engage in those conversations with one another yeah. and just educating them on the different fields. And I've learned so much different aspects of other businesses just by participating in the chamber events that I went to. I was co-chair of the technology committee from 2008 until probably 2018, I guess. And we had monthly meetings almost every month, might take off uh, a month in the summer or a month over the holidays. But we all loved it. The group of us, there were about four or five maybe six companies that would come together, pick a topic and, and just do education. And it was just education. And it was because we all love this stuff. We all want to help businesses. We want to contribute back to folks. And you know, I don't think there's anything in place for the technology committee these days. I actually had shifted my focus over to doing a monthly marketing meetup in conjunction with the chamber and uh, the OPO startups. And I certainly know some things about technology. I know a lot about marketing technology, but not really the IT side of things anymore. So I shifted my focus over to, to marketing. I think that that would be a great thing to do. And I'm sure that there's interest in the community, even if you had like a, a simple webinar series, even if it was quarterly, that might be really well received. Okay. That'd be awesome. Yeah. I did do one chamber event um, during the COVID thing, just about educating people on some of the things with IT and some of the changes that was happening as well. I co-hosted it with Kathy Lenahan from Charter, okay. which is an amazing individual. <laughs> I think that would be awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks so much, Josh. I mean, I really enjoyed talking with you. And uh, before we go, I, I just want to give everybody an opportunity to find out how can they find out more about you and your business? So I have a website, itonesource.com. Okay. And, uh, we do have an office number that anyone can feel free to give us a call if they need any assistance. 636-866-0848. And we'd be willing to pick up a phone call and just have a conversation with anyone. 
Looks you know, like you also have a 72 point uh, assessment that you can provide yeah. to people. So. Yeah, basically what we do is if someone's interested in the business, we do a, a walkthrough and a sweep of the business and try to get a really good feel for how the business operates productively, where they would want to be in the future, and what kind of challenges they're faced with as well. We're checking everything from their current existing setup, the computers, softwares that they need to have, that they want to have. It's a pretty extensive thing. And then I sit down with the potential client and discuss with them what I believe my best recommendation is. And then we move forward from there. All right. Sounds great. Well, thanks so much, Josh. It was great talking with you and uh, thanks, best Kim. of luck to you and your business. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. We want to thank all of you for taking the time to listen to today's podcast. Please be sure and subscribe to the local St. Charles podcast in your podcast software. We'd love for you to rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. And please don't forget to visit localstcharles.com for more episodes, information on local businesses, free resources, and a link to set up a free consultation with the host of this podcast. Thanks again and stay tuned.